Welcome to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice. There's no acceptable alternative if you want to plan to live well and on your terms. Complete financial advice equals complete peace of mind. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to Retire Right with Larry Heller from Heller Wealth Management. Good afternoon, Larry. How are you? I am terrific, Eric. How are you? I am doing fantastic. We're getting into fall and uh, I just I love the fall. I don't like winter so much, but I'm looking forward to fall. Yeah, no, I don't. I like fall too, but I don't like what it means coming coming next. But at least Big Ten football is back, Eric. Ooh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I've been I've been loving watching. You know, it's not Big Ten, but I got the Seahawks, so I've been been watching them do a thing. And my wife's team is the Cowboys, so this this last game was great. <laughs> Did you have a little side side little bet going on in there? Uh, yeah, somebody else is doing dishes for a while. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, we didn't come to talk about football, but uh, we did come to talk about something very, very important, especially during this year. So what are we talking about today? So we're going to talk about what to do if offered early retirement. Unfortunately, with what's going on with the pandemic, Mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of people that have either been laid off or on furloughed and... Now some people may be offering early retirement and what should you do? What are some of the things you should think about? So that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. It's so, I mean, I don't know. It conjures up some serious emotion, right? Because early retirement sounds fantastic, (laughs) but if you weren't planning on it, obviously there's a, there's a, could be a big, huge gap in your, your savings and your, your investments because you're not able to work for the next two or three years or five years or whatever it is that you were planning to to put that away. So I'm pretty sure it can be a positive and a negative. Absolutely. And I kind of say it could be exciting because you're entering the next, could enter in the next phase of your life. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people, what's going on or want to retire early and start to enjoy because they see what could happen. And on the flip side, like you said, it also could be scary because maybe they are not ready for retirement, both emotionally and financially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's that's a big part. That's a big part of this. And they there may not be some options that you could do, but there may be some negotiating things you can do when you're offered early re- retirement. All right. What what should they be looking for? Okay. So well, the first thing they should do, Eric, is really. Don't panic and come up with a game plan. Mm-hmm. So, and that's either with working with a financial advisor or doing it on your own. It is really critical to sit back and think about all the things that you need to do. The number one piece really is, can you afford to stop working completely if you're off at early retirement? So you should look at your cash flow, look at your income, reevaluate your expenses, see what your cash flow is, what your buyout's going to be, and do an analysis and see, hey, do I have enough money that I don't have to go back to work? And if you're short, maybe you can figure out that you don't have to go back to work full time. Maybe you can consult or work part time. There's a lot of different things that you can that you can do out there, but really have a have a game plan because will you be able to get another job, either full or part time, possibly? And as part of this game plan, 
thinking about where you're going to stay. You're going to stay living where you are. Or are you going to move somewhere else? So those are the hard things to really think about first and really envision your life, how it's going to be, and then do the number crunching, do the math, trying to figure out, okay, I can make this work and I'm going to make it work and figure out how I can enjoy the rest of my time here or how I'm going to look for something else or even do something else, even mm -hmm. if you can afford to stop working or volunteer or whatever that is, try to turn this potentially scary time into a positive time and the attitude really helps. But there have been studies done that if you have a financial plan, your retirement will be more successful than you don't. Sounds fairly simple, but a lot of people don't have a game plan and a strategy and they go day by day and that's what can get you into trouble. Yeah, I, I think sitting down with somebody, obviously, it sounds a little self-serving on this podcast. However, that that is the best advice that anybody can get because it helps to remove the emotion out of it. I mean, we've talked about that on many podcasts where you're kind of a neutral party. You're able just to look at, at things at a, you know, a bird's eye view and say, okay, let's, let's take the emotion out. Let's talk about what you want to do, what you could possibly do. One other thing that I was thinking as you were talking is, a lot of spouses plan on retiring at the same time or, you know, hopefully being able to and planning that out. All of a sudden, one of them's offered something three years earlier that that changes a lot for that dynamic, too. Absolutely. So how, how is your day to day life going to going to be? And we've, we've had that a couple of times and sometimes it works. Sometimes one spouse is, gets, hey, you know, if you're not working, I don't want to work. So mm -hmm. it, it's kind of interesting, the dynamics that, that go on there and what, what, goes, what goes into it. And no matter where in life, you can always have a game plan. I, was, I actually saw, I don't know where, where I saw this on, but it's called RV Retirees. Huh. So... Their game plan was they didn't really have a lot saved, but they saved enough money to purchase an RV and they go from job to job. So they'll take the RV and work it. One was a cashier at Yellowstone National Park during the summertime. And that's the way they live and they love it. They they're, they don't know where the next job is going to be, but that's their game plan. And that was their strategy and it works for them. That's fantastic. That sounds like a great time. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, I mean, I mean, there are these were people over 65 that were still doing this because mm -hmm. they had to. But it was definitely a better for them, a much better lifestyle, a way to a way to see the country and just be able to go by job by job. And you, we, I was shocked how many how many people were hiring and they actually have these uh, shows that you can go to. I don't know if it was pre-pandemic shows that you can go to where all the recruiters are that want to hire this workforce. Huh. So, uh, so there's always a game plan that you can put it put in place. That's fantastic. All right. So, if, if people aren't ready to jump in an RV and travel around the country, what should they be thinking about? Well, let's let let's focus on some of the specifics that may Perfect. you may get with early retirement if you're lucky enough to get some of these. Now, not everybody not everybody is, and not everybody gets any type of package. But there are people that, based upon how long they've worked with a firm, they are eligible for a severance package. 
And the severance, the severance package can come with a lot of different caveats in it. So it's, it's important to take a look at it and see what it is. You may want to discuss some of these numbers with your accountant or your financial planner. Uh, some severance packages will give you a lump sum. Some will offer you um, an option of deferred payments and which works better for you, which works better for taxes. And of course, now taking these severance packages and calculating it and putting it into your retirement plan to see if it's going to work. So the first thing is really looking at the severance package and seeing what the options are, doing some thinking about it before you accept the early retirement package. Larry, what about as far as like when you said deferred payments, is that something that is guaranteed to happen? And let's say the company goes bust six months later, is it still, is it protected or is that just kind of the risk you take? Not usually. It's not usually protected unless you were part of some funded deferred comp plan that you might have been. That is a, a somewhat of a risk that you take and should be factored factored in. It's based upon some of the sizes of the companies too. But yes, that's a great point, Eric. You, you, I would say most people look to take the lump sum, but if it's large and you are going to get hit with a lot of taxes and you're comfortable with some of with the companies stability, you may want to consider deferral payments. Great, great question. Great thought process. Hmm. All right. What other benefits should we be looking at? Uh, the number one benefit that really people look at is their health insurance. Oh, yeah. Some companies, uh, very few and far apart, but they offer lifetime health insurance for retirees. If your company did, are you going to be eligible if you take that in early retirement? If you're, if they're not, do you go on what's called COBRA, which you can purchase the same coverage that you have now, or, for, or do you look to get your own insurance? Uh, are you eligible for Medicaid yet? Are you 65? So looking at the health insurance benefits that is part of this package is usually a big cost if you're not at Medicaid eligible. Mm -hmm. So you really want to consider that. Yeah, I, I just, a lot of times one person carries the health insurance for, for the family. I know that we've talked about once people turn 65, then it's individual for each of them. But when one person loses it for both, that could be really, really tough. Does COBRA cover both people? If you it, it, it could cover, it could, it would cover uh, uh, both people, but that's only for a short period of time. Mm. So, so we've had situations where the, the one spouse had coverage for both, but he was over 65. So they went to Medicaid and the spouse ended up having to get, instead of COBRA, they went to the exchange, uh, which was a better deal for them to get their own coverage for a few years until they reached 65. Gotcha. All right. So there are some options out there, even though there, there, there are definitely yeah. some options and it varies by state what your options are, but there are definitely some options out there. All right. Let's talk about some other company benefits Yeah. because there, there are, there are definitely some things that you may want to consider if you're leaving and they're offered, or if you can take them over personally, some of these benefits. The first one is an employer sponsored life insurance. Mm. So if you are leaving and you still need life insurance coverage, uh, can you take the insurance with you? Can you convert that over to your own insurance? 
because if you are leaving and no longer working, you may not even be eligible for life insurance anymore. So if so, the employer-sponsored life insurance, definitely something to, to look at. Uh, a lot of this has to do with insurance, a lot of these benefits. There is disability insurance, group disability. Again, could you convert that into your own policy? Or a group long-term care insurance, is that's what's called portable into your own policy. So the, the three different life insurances that you may get coverage from your company benefits, uh, all three are things that you should be thinking about or looking into if your company offers it now and what can you do about it. And if you are going to need some of this insurance and you can't do anything by taking some of the corporate ben company benefits with you, what are the costs and what are your eligibility and are you going to be able to get some of these insurance yourself? You know, I, we've all heard stories that some people are working because just just to get their benefits. So, so you want to be really careful in looking at all these benefits, and again, making sure you have a game plan on how you're going to put this into place if you accept early retirement. Got it. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts here, Larry. Exactly, and unfortunately, it's not just early retirement. There, there are people that unfortunately the company's not going to make it and it's it's not just early retirement it's forced retirement and you want to look at all these all these type of benefits as well yeah absolutely so outside of the insurances again there, there could be some other benefits that some you may want to negotiate one is a job pl placement assistance oh really yeah. So, you know, if the company is big enough and they're offering early retirement or they're offering you uh, a package, uh, they may have their own HR in-house or they may have contracted with a firm to help you with job placement uh, for X amount of months or a year and pick up the costs for them. And that's maybe something if they do offer and you can negotiate something along those lines. Also, if you have any company stock options, very important because the stock options may have future vesting dates and maybe mm. you're only a week or two from these vesting dates hitting. So what do you do about that? Because a lot of times if you leave the company, you forfeit those options. So what can you do about that? Or if the company has some type of pension plan, maybe is there a way of sweetening it for you as far as that? So there are other things here in some of the companies outside the insurance world that you may be able to negotiate with, with you. Of course, in times like this, it may be a little bit more difficult to negotiate, but it's definitely worth looking at all the different various options and seeing what they will do for you. Yeah, I, d I didn't even think about the vesting. Uh, you know, when they're, yeah, if you're just short of that, that would be kind of heartbreaking because, again, that's something that you counted on. So, man, that's, that's, uh, yeah, it's, well, it's not usually all or nothing. It's usually there is vesting that comes each year. Mm -hmm. And so you may, you may be giving up this year, next year, and the year after. You may have already had some, but, but you definitely want to look, at, you, you definitely want to look at those, look at those dates. So, and as you can see, there's a lot of things that go into thinking about this, not just the knee-jerk reaction, oh, I'm out of here, or I'm just going to take the lump sum money, mm -hmm. because a lot of these other perks or potential could be, like you said, if you didn't look at the company options, you could be leaving a lot of money on the table. 
Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that you haven't mentioned yet is 401ks or retirement you know, plans within a company. How does that work? I mean, we've talked about rolling over 401ks before, but in this situation, is it best idea to do that? Well, a lot of it depends upon how good your company's 401k plan is. What are the investments options? What are the expense options? If you have more than $5,000 in a company retirement plan, you do not have to take it out. The federal government says you're allowed to leave it there for as long as you want and use their 401k. You can no longer add to it. You can no longer borrow from it but you're allowed to keep it there. And if you're of normal retirement age, you can take money out of there whenever you want. It will possibly be taxable if it's a regular 401k, not a Roth 401k. So that is an option that you could consider. Some plans, some 401k plans, we actually see some older plans in that have got some stable value funds that have minimum interest rates of 3%. Right now, interest rates are so low that you can't get that. So you want to kind of make sure you don't give that up if that's an option. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you can if you don't, if the plan is not as good as you think it is, doesn't offer the investment options or the funds are too, the expenses are too high, you can actually roll that over into an IRA and then you can manage it yourself. Uh, and that's another thing to take a look at. When are you going to need the money if you're retiring? Should I keep the allocation the same as I have? Should I lower my allocation to equities now that I'm taking that? So for most people, the 401k plan is going to be the largest investment that they have. So it's critical to take a look at this and to make the right decision. All right. I got a tough question for you. You ready? Ah, we're always ready, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I know you've talked about it before on the show, but with a 401k, if you are planning on rolling it over out of the company that you, let's say you lose your job now, right? You're forced retirement and we're recording this at the very, pretty much at the beginning of October, let's say it's now, should you put that in, roll that over to a regular IRA or is it possible to roll it over to a Roth IRA? And then if you can, should you wait until maybe sometime next year when you don't have the income, how does that affect taxes and things? Yeah. So you would, so great, great point. So you would roll it over into an IRA and then while it's there, then you could convert that over or pieces over possibly into a Roth IRA. We've done podcasts on this, like you mentioned before, so you should go and listen to the podcast on why you should convert to a Roth Roth IRA. But if, if you're in a year where you have very little and no income, possibly it makes sense. There's a lot of the variables on when you plan on using the money, what your tax bracket is going to be. But it's definitely a great point that that is something you should be considering when you're rolling your money over out of a 401k plan or or one of the advantages of doing that. Hmm. All right. What else do we need to talk about? Uh, Let's talk about Social Security. Again, uh, I've done a couple of podcasts on Social Security and when you should could take it and she defer it 
Uh, should you take it at normal retirement age? Do you need it now? Do you need it before normal retirement age? What happens if you don't need it or maybe you can live on some other money or work part-time and you can defer your Social Security until age 70 and watch it grow by 8% a year? Mm -hmm. So are you married? Uh, and if you are married, is your spouse um, non-working or do they have they made similar money to you so all those factors come into play just because you're retiring everyone says oh I'm retired and now I should take my social security because this is what it's there for and, and that's not the right answer <laughs> so the right the right answer is you really need to do an analysis to see what it is and not just take a knee-jerk reaction and start social security as, as soon as you are are retired yeah, and I, man, I, that's one thing I didn't even think about, Larry, is that if you're forced to retire four or five years earlier than you had planned, and you, I mean, those are probably some of your highest earning years. So that's also going to affect your Social Security. Not as much as not as much as you would think, Eric, because oh, okay. it's based upon your top thirty-five years. Mm -hmm. So the last five years, it may have a little bit of an impact on five years. But it's not as great as even if you are at the top of your peak earnings there. So it would have a little bit, but not as great as you may as you may think. Oh, okay. Well, that's good then. Yep. All right. We we alluded to it earlier about you know the, the with the rollover and all that stuff. But what about taxes? Is there is there any type of tax breaks for people that have been you know early retirement or forced or lost their job? Well, there's, there's no really tax breaks in there, but there are a couple of tax planning that you really should consider. Are you going to stay in the state that you are working on, uh, working in? Uh, or are you going to move to a lower tax state such as Florida or Texas or Washington? And so that's some type of planning. We, we've talked about the Roth conversion a little bit and doing that. Uh, and it's real important to do an analysis, a year-by-year -year analysis, because when you take Social Security, that could increase your taxes. When you start to take your required minimum distribution at age 72, that could really increase your taxes. So uh, there's a lot of planning to be done prior to taking Social Security and prior to prior to uh, your required minimum distribution. Should you sell some long-term capital gain assets and possibly pay zero taxes on that if you have no income during a, a year? So very critical to do the tax planning planning on this mm -hmm. uh, when either early retirement or even when you reach retirement. Larry, again, and this is a tremendous amount of information, uh, a lot of moving parts, and so much of this is individualized, kind of like you said at the, the top of the podcast, each person's situation is going to be different. I know that you're a resource, you've offered it before. Can you give your contact information to the listeners so they can reach out if they're in this situation and have questions? Absolutely. So anyone feel can feel free to call the office at 631-293-2806, or they can go right to my website, hellowealthmanagement.com, and they can click on the link and schedule a free 20-minute consultation with me. Very simple. Simple, easy, and quick. Thank you so much, Larry. Appreciate your time today. Oh, that was fun, Eric. Yep, anytime. Yeah, great info. And the last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. 
This way, when Larry comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And just think about it. Maybe you have somebody in, in your circle of friends or in your family that's kind of facing this situation. Like Larry said at the very beginning, this could be exciting, but it could also be pretty scary. Please share this with them. Let them get some good information, and, and hopefully they reach out and talk to a professional. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Heller Wealth Management, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time.